Well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for being with me. So let's talk about uh, what is coming uh, very, very close to us. Uh, the economy in China, it's, uh, it's a big bubble. It's about to burst. Um, some experts were saying this month, um, some other experts uh, at the beginning of this uh, new year, uh, coming up, 2022, and the signs are really, uh, really here. So let's take a look at what uh, it's prompting to becoming this uh, collapse. Uh, China, which is going to be a domino effect to everywhere in the world, um, because a lot of the financial uh, entities are basically invested in the, the real estate in China. And that's where these uh, problems are going to be uh, coming to be, mainly. Um, besides that, we have printed lots of money and there's no backing up of this. Somebody's got to pay eventually. So what is going to be coming to be a reset of the financial uh, world. And, uh, well, let's take a look at what's what's coming up the company is the world's most indebted property developer with about 300 billion dollars worth of net debt at least its bonds are included in a number of indexes across asia and indirectly creates more than three million jobs evergrand warned investors twice in two weeks that it could default on its debts and also noted its property sales will likely continue to drop the company is so big that some say the fallout could have ripple effects beyond china china's economy was a dashboard Evergrande would be the check engine light. The country's second largest property developer is over $300 billion in debt. Evergrande stock plummeted over 80% this year, with shares halted on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange this week, pending a, quote, major transaction. State media says the company will sell a majority stake in its property management business for over $5 billion. In short, Chinese investors are bracing themselves for a world of pain. But what we don't know is how far that pain will spread. The Evergrande story has shown how much of China's rapid economic growth is fueled by real estate. The industry accounts for about 29% of China's GDP. But many properties were bought by investors without intention of living in them. About 20% of China's housing stock is unoccupied. That's space for about 90 million people enough to house the entire population of France and still have extra. The Chinese Communist Party has been aware of this and created a policy last year called Three Red Lines. This policy has three goals, reduce debt in the property market, crack down on reckless borrowing, and prevent a market correction from turning into a catastrophe. The company suffered a capital crunch, was forced to suspend construction, and delayed payments to suppliers. This leaves many prospective homeowners in limbo, investors holding the bag, and third-party employees not getting paid. So, the first big question. How exposed are U.S., EU, and other global markets to contagion if Evergrande collapses? To be frank, and I think anyone who tells you differently is lying, nobody knows exactly who holds Evergrande securities in the United States. We know some names. People have come out with big names like BlackRock have said they have some exposure, but we don't know. And I actually think the uncertainty is 
more dangerous than if we did know. And this is what happened in 2008, 2009 in the United States. Nobody knew who had exposure to the, to the bad debt. And as a consequence, trading froze up. And that systemically is much more destructive than a few people going bankrupt. Lehman Brothers' role in the 2008 crash is often brought up in media reports as a comparison to Evergrande. But one major difference is Evergrande's current woes were triggered by government policy. And it remains unclear how Beijing would intervene to avert a global crisis, if they even decide to do so. I think that there is a great deal we don't understand. And we, what we also don't understand is that the leadership in China is not exactly sure how to treat the market economy they have created. For instance, uh, they realized that debt was excessive and they moved in a very Chinese communist way to stop it. You can't have any more debt. Of course, that doesn't help. That means people who are strung out have no way to unwind. Second question, how could Evergrande accumulate so much debt without alarming political leadership and regulators sooner? A central character in the Evergrande saga is the company chairman and founder, Hoi Kayan. Forbes estimates he is worth $11.5 billion and calculated $8 billion of it is from cash dividends paid since Evergrande's IPO on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. He grew up, you know, poor uh, in China and, you know, he, he's built this company up from the ground. He founded it in 1996 uh, and it became, you know, a really uh, you know, successful developer. It built a lot of homes and created a lot of jobs in China. Uh, that's opened a lot of doors for him, and, and he's been able to get connections and, and financing for more. And, you know, at some point, it just got out of control. And, uh, you know, he's the chairman of the company. He, he owns nine, still 77% of its stock. But, you know, the, the issue with that is he can kind of determine uh, the company's corporate governance by, governance by himself. It's been suggested in various media reports that Hoi's political connections and elite status gave investors and creditors faith Beijing would continue to bail out the company even if things went south. But it now appears that patience is running thin. Finally, what does Evergrande tell us about the big picture of China's economy? Well, rapid and continued growth eventually meets its limits. And having a real estate bubble disproportionately drive growth was bound to have consequences. Whenever there's a boom, people overextend themselves and China is going to face that. It's not just Evergrande. In fact, a deep worry in this situation is that there are many Chinese companies who have followed that model and are in trouble right now. Uh, that extends the danger uh, not only throughout China, but across the ocean. The objective here for Beijing or any authorities is to ease the system's way out of this problem, not to punish it, not to, to, to approach it with a heavy hand. Whether China moves ahead with that approach remains to be seen, but it's clear the weeks ahead will put the world's second largest economy to the test like never before. The last report is actually given by the Forbes and uh, the problem that we see here is that a lot of the investments, I mean, retire uh, banking uh, investments are putting their money in this type of uh, funds, to call it something. And uh, 
that brings a problem for those banks that have actually invested into this company uh, because they have created a big balloon. It's fake. You heard it, 20%. Uh, they're not occupied. Like, how can somebody uh, be paying for something that is not even occupied? So they created these things in order for, uh, I guess, balloon or raise the numbers of what they're actually um, selling. And uh, by that, they cannot have them in their books for a long time. This is one of the major problems in real estate. Even today, here in America, if you, the banks cannot hold real estate in their books for a long time, they have to sell those assets out. So, the big collapse is coming, and it is coming like very soon. They cannot sustain it. They cannot pay for the debt that they have. This is Everest. And so, it's creating this big collapse in the market same thing that happened in 2008 but now it's in the opposite side which is asia china for this time and see that's last time it happened here in the u.s this time it's going to happen in china it's going to create a domino effect coming all the way around and if the debt they have is not a liquid debt and by that i mean that you have a house and you're renting the house out, and your payment is a thousand dollars, but you're renting the house for fifteen hundred dollars a month, then you're making five hundred dollars in profit. So you're paying your note or the mortgage, however you want to call it, um, and you're actually making you know a profit. And that's what the investors have to do. Well, they have all these uh, buildings and they're renting them out. And so they're making a profit at the same time that they're actually paying, well, their investors. Every company has a investors behind them. And if companies like from the U.S., and I'm going to make a name, an example, let's say Bank a ABC is making investments in Evergreen. And if Evergreen is making payments back and in, in dividends, but at the end, they can't be paying them back because they they don't have, you know, they don't have uh, that extra cash to give back to Bank ABC. Then guess what? They're going to be collapsing on their payments. So they're going to be calling for their note back, their real estate back. But this is not the uh, only problem that some of the investors are uh, seeing, obviously. We can see that uh, all the economics of the world have increasingly printed money, increasingly uh, created debt, uh, the way I just explained. Uh, they invested on things, and some things um, that they invested, well, they're not giving dividends back. And so the debt has to be paid. But the printing kept on going. So by printing more, your value of that coin decreases because there's more of it and so you're going to see um, increases of prices on everything that you that you own or that you regu regularly buy this is where we see this big collapse coming 
And let me go in detail uh, more. We have to talk about why is it that we're creating this or why is it that this collapse is coming and to understand it even more. So we already had a problem with debt prior to the COVID-19, but the COVID-19 created everywhere a, a by creating more money um, to help uh, the economy because nobody was working. So people were asking the government to help or they decided to print because it was much easier for the government to print more money now and try to get some some form of help to the people you have increased your amounts of paper but again by creating so much paper that means you increasing uh, the devaluation of the money that you have in your pocket if a piece of bread costs you a dollar now the same piece of bread is going to cost you two dollars perhaps three here in america we see a problem with gas and wood and many other goods just to name a few they have increased by 400 500 percent what it used to cost a um, dollar and you know 80 or 90 um, back in december now we're looking at doubled almost double the amount here in texas but in parts of the state it's doubled almost tripled so this is what is creating a printing in the government here and america wants to print more and they're fighting over that now when we come back to china and see that they have printed a lot of money and they're going to print more and by printing more is going to create a big big collapse in their economy because they want to have this company everest to not collapse and their stock market collapse with it it's going to create a big domino effect and the domino effect will come to bite us in the end because <laughs> if a lot of these bankers all over the world they invested in this company that is basically has no funds then you will see the major collapse coming and something that our generation has not seen something that probably your grandparents got to see back in the 1920s it's scary or i should say worrisome now we gotta see the other side of the coin on these governments trying to in quotes help the population with this uh vaccination well there's retaliation against that and that creates another you know force that will collapse the economy because you will see this perhaps now you're seeing it is that a lot of transportations are actually boycotting the mandates of the government and they're stopping on working on transporting not because there's no work because they're trying to avoid all these mandates by the government tyrannical of course but nevertheless this will actually stretch at a point that 
it will affect us all in the end. The mandates will actually and has now created this epidemic of um, goods not arriving on time, uh, flights being canceled, and with flights being canceled, obviously you got your regular mails in there and some goods. Uh, companies like Amazon's and uh, a Walmart, they're fighting to compete with each other and shipping. Well, they're going to see that problem. The goods that they usually sell, they're not going to be able to sell them because obviously shippings from China to the States uh, have increased by four or five hundred you know percent what it used to cost two thousand dollars now it's costing fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a container and that is creating a big big problem also so it's a rubble it's creating a big domino effect now when it comes down to when is this gonna when happen well look at the signs and you give yourself an idea when things like this is going to happen. Um, I'm just, on my own opinion, I will definitely see this happening sometime in the beginning of this year coming up. And the first quarter, and some experts state that they, won't, they will probably see it in starting in this quarter or the last quarter of the year. It's somewhere in between. Some of us were more hopeful and will say that it's going to happen in a little later. Uh, but the fact is, it's going to happen. Nobody can continue to, let's say, pay for something they're not getting their investment back. You can't be putting, you know, gas on a car that's not going to take you anywhere. That's the way, the best way I can put it. So, I am just trying to put things in perspective so you guys can prepare yourself. Most likely the best way to prepare yourself is by, and hear me out, have something for at least a couple of months. Uh, not because there's lack of food, it's because transportation is not going to be able to bring that food to your local market or clothing that you might need. Winter is upon us. Uh, so the, the time of this recording on October uh, 2021. And let me say this. Frankly, something that will come to pass whether you like it or not. I definitely don't like it. But this is something that the governments have created. And this time around is China who has allowed companies like this to, well, continuing doing business as if nothing's wrong and it will affect China this is an interview um, that was given to Robert Kiyosaki uh, September 28th this year and uh, there's gonna be clips of other things that I'm gonna put in and includes this interview um, took a look check it out see what um, what do you guys think? Secretary Yellen is warning that if Congress doesn't raise the debt limit by October 18th, that there'll be a financial crisis, a calamity, as she calls it. 
Is this what you think will trigger this October crash? Well, I think it's already been triggered, personally. The S&P 500 is really the S&P 7, and it's being held up by Treasury Secretary Yellen and Powell. So there's no correlation between the economy and what Yellen and Powell are doing. Now, I'll make I say one more thing, is that I'm a little strange in that I like crashes. So this next crash is going to be really, really good, but it'll bring down gold, silver, Bitcoin stocks. But the good news is, is a crash is a good time to get rich. So that, that's why I'm optimistic, and I'm very optimistic on gold, silver, and Bitcoin, not on stocks. Again, this interview was 28th of September, 2021. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is now warning that the nation could hit the debt limit by October 18th. You have just 20 days to either raise this or suspend the debt ceiling. And if you don't do that, America could face an economic crisis. Now, those comments come after the Senate yesterday failed to advance a bill that would have continued to fund the government through December 3rd and raise the debt ceiling through December 2022. What setbacks will a default on debt cost American households? Well, I think it would be catastrophic for the economy and for individual families. It would be disastrous for the American economy, for global financial markets, and for millions of families and workers whose financial security would be jeopardized by delayed payments. Nearly 50 million seniors would stop receiving Social Security payments or see them delayed. Our troops would not know when they would get their next paycheck. We have 30 million families who rely on the monthly child tax credit, and they would not receive that relief, at least on time. The big debate is, is there inflation or deflation? And if you look historically, what's happened today is the nominal debt to GDP is a correlation of M2, the volume of money, times the velocity of money. And, and the reason Yellen and Powell are scrambling is because they've expanded M2, so everybody thinks there's going to be inflation. But velocity of money, the velocity of money is plummeting. People are not spending. So they pump all this money in, prices go up. Meanwhile, the Asians are catching up now. They're, 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 the ports are finally open. So it's a tra it is transitory inflation. But the problem is we're stacked with this massive debt and, and all it's done is bump up the stock market and real estate market. The money has not gone into the economy. That's the sad part. So the rich get richer, but the poor and middle class are getting poorer. It is tragic what's happening today. I don't know what it'll exactly be, but you can't keep printing fake money. You know, that's M2. And the velocity of money keeps dropping, but the debt keeps going up. So technology is going to wipe out more jobs. Like, who's going to fly? Who's going to stay at a hotel? You know, I can now do more seminars in a day. You know, I did one the other day. I, was, I did a recording in Europe. I did one in the States. And then that evening, I did one in Singapore. So meanwhile, they're trying to keep these dead industries afloat. 
And somebody's going to say, hey, it cannot go much further in this, in this October because the velocity of money is now too slow. Savings are going up, spending's going down. This is going to be the biggest crash in world history. We've never had this much debt pumped up. Debt is the biggest problem of all, but that's called M2, money supply. And the debt to GDP ratio is out of sight. So when it comes down, which it brings everything down with it, uh, that's when I'm going to be buying more gold, silver, and Bitcoin. The reason that I don't care for Yellen or Powell, because they're both Marxists. And when I say that, I get nailed. But I will, I will read you a quote from Lenin. Okay, this is Latimer. He says, the establishment of a central bank, this is a direct quote, is 90% of a communizing of a nation. That's Yellen and Powell. The best way to destroy the capitalist system is to debauch the currency. They're actually Marxist organizations. I'd say it's desperate people doing desperate things. And as you and I know, this, the stock market, because it's not, it's not the S&P 500, it's the S&P 7. And the separation between the stock market and the economy has, has never been worse. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm just disturbed because the money is staying only in the investor market. Every time the Fed does something, the Treasury does something, only guys like me get richer. But the money is not going into the real economy. They're not investing. They haven't invested for years in plant and equipment. So we have massive, massive unemployment and underemployment. And that's why I called Lenin, the establishment of a central bank is 90% of communism. And the best way to destroy a capitalist system is to botch the currency. I'm, I'm a pure capitalist. When markets crash, it's the best time to get rich. So I, I'm getting very excited about a crash coming because the better stocks will come available. Da, da, da. Unfortunately, there will be massive social unrest. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm more concerned about because we have not reinvested. The Fed and the Treasury have only invested in the investor class. They haven't invested in the working class. And the working class is without jobs, without pay, without this. Their 401ks are going to get toasted. And that's why I'm, why I'm more saying uh, I don't like what's happening. I'm more afraid of the uh, Fed coin than anything else. It'll totally be central control of the economy and our lives. They'll monitor everything we do by how we spend our money. Our freedom will be gone. So the Fed coin and what happened in China, they just denounced Bitcoin. It's, I think they want to take away all of our rights with gold, silver, and crypto and go back to full centralized control. Just look at it again. Janet Yellen came from the Fed. So does this guy Powell. It's now the Treasury and the Fed are one centralized government. So I would suggest you study your history and study your... Just look at it. Look at the borders. I mean, in Arizona, we had 34,000 undocumented immigrants cross our border. Why are they doing that? Fascism is capitalism in decay. So therefore, it's not just Fed coin. We're forced to wear masks. We're forced to get vaccinated. Uh, as we as we speak, thousands of uh, healthcare workers are 
losing their jobs. Military officers are losing their jobs. This is fascism. Again, it's not me saying it. It's plainly the experts saying it. Um, these are parts of things that I don't like talking about, but I have to talk about it because it's affecting the everybody uh, every day of your life. You know, you and I are not like these guys that have all the money in the world. But then again, we get affected by their decisions, their uh, ways of uh, creating these problems. So printing more money has come to, I think, their end. And, and, and we must have a, a reset, completely reset, because that way we'll be able to start fresh, hopefully with new uh, and fresh uh, people in power. Um, I don't know what uh, you guys think. Please uh, comment below. I'm, I'm leaving a link, a question. Um, what exactly is it that you guys think about this? Um, are these experts wrong? But um, I like to I like to hear from you guys. Thank you for uh, staying with me and listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. New things are coming uh, to pass, and uh, we'll continue to talk about what's going on with this. Um, governments they are trying to put a chain on everybody and i mean everybody in the world thank you so much till next time